Welcome to the Insurgents Podcast with Frank Viola. And he's brought a friend. This is the podcast that supplements Frank's groundbreaking book, Insurgents, Reclaiming the Gospel of the Kingdom, which is shaking up the Christian world. You can find out details about the book at insurgents.org. Sit back, open all four ears, physical and spiritual, and join the insurgents. Here's Frank. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Insurgents Podcast. And I have some great news. Today I have with me my first partner for the podcast, once again, Jeffrey Denzel Washington Harley. Do you want to go home or do you want to go to jail? <laughs> Good morning, insurgent. <laughs> That's a quote from a Denzel movie. We recorded the first, oh, 12 or 13 podcast episodes about nine months ago. Yeah, yes. In Orlando, Florida. And we cranked them all out in three days and then episodically released them over a period of time. And if you've been listening to the podcast, then you've heard the previous episodes that we recorded nine months ago. Well, today we are in Orlando again, Yes. nine months later, mm-hmm. and we're going to record more episodes and we'll release them episodically as well. But it's been ice ages, Mr. Harley. It's been ice ages. Yeah, but you know, they only call my dad Mr. Harley, so they call me Jeff or Denzel. How about Denzel? Yeah, yeah. I think this is episode 4,503. Does that sound you, right? You got it right that time, yeah. <laughs> right. And boys and girls, you want to go back and listen to all the previous episodes because Amen. unlike other podcasts, these podcast episodes build upon one another. So yeah. You really need to listen to all of them to get the whole picture. Yeah, you really do. Of what we're saying yeah. about the gospel of the kingdom and the kingdom of God. Well, today I want to cover a question that someone has asked. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be doing in our time together. We're going to be answering questions. Yeah, I like that. I People like that. have sent in questions about the gospel of the kingdom, about the insurgents. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do in each of these episodes is answer those questions. Now, this question is as follows. I have been taught that Jesus and his teachings in the gospels was only for the people who lived before the resurrection. Hmm. His teachings do not apply to Christians in our time or even Christians in the first century who lived after the resurrection. And so consequently, the idea is that what we have in the letters of Paul, etc., those are for us today. But everything that Jesus taught, that was for the old covenant people living during that time. And it doesn't apply to us. In the book Insurgents on page 130, you address that. You know, you, you start out by saying some have taught that Jesus preached the kingdom, but Paul preached grace. And you say this is an idea that, that scripture cannot bear. Paul and Jesus both preached the kingdom of God, and they both preached grace. Absolutely. That's a direct quote. Yeah, so this idea that what Jesus taught was for the people of his day before the resurrection, meaning the resurrection of Jesus, mm-hmm. and that it doesn't apply to us today is a fairly new idea. It originated around the 1900s. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's fairly new. Uh, you can't find it in church history before that. It's really produced a gospel that's been diluted and watered down mm. and and removed from the cutting edge of the message of the kingdom. 
And so what I would like to do is just look at a few passages of Scripture and dismantle the entire idea. That sounds great to me. <laughs> dismantle part. Let's dismantle it. I think probably a good starting point, Jeffrey, is to read the last few statements in what's known as the Great Commission. Now this is Matthew 28, verse 18, and it's right before the Lord ascends into heaven. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, meaning his disciples, mm -hmm. yes. saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now listen to verse 20. Mm -hmm. Now remember, this is after Jesus rose from the dead. Yes. He's speaking to his disciples who will bring the gospel to the Jews and the Gentiles. And in effect to us, right? Amen. We were Amen. saved through their word. That's right. The I'm message of the apostles. Verse 20, teaching them to observe only a few of the things that I commanded you. <laughs> Is that what it says? Yeah. He's making me read carefully <laughs> now. Yeah. Teaching them to observe all, all, all that I commanded you. All means all. All means all. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So right here in this post-resurrection statement, mm -hmm. Jesus is clearly beyond dispute saying to his apostles, teach the people, both Jew and Gentile, yes. teach them all that I have commanded you. So that includes the quote-unquote Sermon on the Mount. Amen. That includes the quote-unquote Sermon on the Plain. That includes all of the teachings of all Jesus. Teachings. That right there, that passage right there, utterly obliterates the concept that what Jesus taught in the Gospels is not for us today. Amen. Amen. Because we heard the Gospel through the message of the Apostles. Yes. Effectively. Amen. That's point one. And point two, I guess we'll, we'll just sort of go through some of the various passages in the New Testament that show us that the message of Jesus Christ and the message of Paul of Tarsus were in effect the same message. Amen. All right? That's right. So, for example, we know that Jesus proclaimed the arrival of the kingdom of God. We know he preached the gospel of the kingdom. So Mark 1.15, for example, the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God is at hand. Matthew 12.28, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Matthew 17, 21, indeed, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Amen. And on and on, he talked about the kingdom. Now, what about Paul? Well, Paul says in Acts 19 and 8, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Mm. Acts 20, 25, Paul says, now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about Preaching the kingdom of God will ever see me again. Mm, preaching the kingdom. Preaching the kingdom. Philip even preached the kingdom. Acts chapter 8 verse 12. But when they believed Philip as he preached the gospel of the kingdom of God mm. and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. He's doing what uh, Jesus said in Matthew uh, 28, 18 through 20. Now back to Paul. In Acts 28:23, it reads, They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God 
and from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Then lastly, also in Acts chapter 28, verse 31, he, Paul, proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. There you go. So it is crystal clear that Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. He preached the kingdom, the arrival of the kingdom. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is in your midst. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, the mm. kingdom of God has come. And Paul is preaching the same gospel. Same gospel. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, do not listen to anybody who will tell you that what Jesus preached was a different gospel than what Paul Tarsus preached. The object of that particular message is to take the teeth out of the gospel message mm -hmm. and to drain it of its cutting edge and its challenge. Wow. I mean, you could say that's demonic even then to do that. That has to be dismantled. Also, too, in Acts 17, 7 where you have the new kingdom community that was born in Thessalonica. And it says, Jason received the apostolic workers, referring to Paul and Silas. In Acts 17, 7, you have this statement that Paul and Silas were preaching that there is another king, Jesus. Amen. Which went against the decrees of Caesar. And so again, you have Paul, he's not just preaching grace. Mm -hmm. He's preaching the lordship and kingship of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. He's preaching the kingdom of God. Even in Romans 10:9, which is a verse that many evangelicals love and use to bring people to Christ, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe Lord. in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Well, notice, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe out of the mouth reveals what's in your heart concerning faith. Amen. I believe, therefore I have spoken. And Jesus himself called himself Lord. John 13, 13. You call me teacher and Lord, mm. and you are right. Amen. For so I am. And, you know, both Jesus and Paul also preached in their message of the kingdom, repent and believe. Yes. Both of them did. Yes. So Mark 1, 15, I'll read the rest of the passage. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, therefore, and believe the gospel. Amen. That's Jesus speaking. Listen to Acts 20, verse 21. Paul says, I have testified to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And also you have Peter in the opening chapters of Acts. What is his message? Repent and believe. Repent and believe. Same as Jesus. Amen. Amen. Same gospel, folks. Amen. And you know, in the New Testament, you also have Paul quoting Jesus. Yes. A number of times. One example is in the book of Acts, he quotes Jesus saying, it is better to give than to receive. Yes. And that's a quote from the Lord. Now, I don't think we can find that exact wording in the Gospels, but he makes it clear that Jesus said that. Yes. And some scholars have done some work in looking carefully at Paul's epistles and finding reflections of Jesus' own statements woven into Paul. Yes. Where Paul might not be directly quoting Jesus, but he's clearly familiar with the yes. teachings of Jesus yes, in the Gospels. Is. Yes. The book of James, it has been shown by scholars, 
relies heavily upon and echoes strongly the so-called Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Amen. You can see echoes of that there. That's right. So this idea that says that the New Testament epistles are totally disconnected from the Gospels and the message is different and it's to a different audience, folks, is completely false. Absolutely, yes. And all that's going to do is it's going to give you a diluted, watered-down, convenient easy, Americanized gospel that's devoid of the cutting edge of the gospel of the kingdom, which is the chief message in the New Testament. Amen. When Paul's on the road to Damascus, and it says in Acts 9, verse 4, he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And he says, who are you, Lord? And so, you know, Paul makes it clear to us in Galatians and through Acts that Jesus Christ basically revealed himself to him and shared the gospel that he preached with him. If Jesus is the one revealing it and speaking it to Paul himself post-resurrection, it has to be the same message. Why would (laughs) Jesus change his message, you know, after post-resurrection? I mean, that's what I've kind of said to people, you know, use the scriptures too, but just kind of like just seeing that. And so the only reason I can see why is like what you brought out is that it dilutes that message of the gospel of the kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's another one. Listen to this. And I think if anybody still has reservations, I would hope not, because I think it's fairly clear, given the scriptural text that we put forth, that Jesus and Paul were preaching the same message. And on the other hand, Jesus also preached grace. Yes. So, for example... Jeffrey, John 1, 17, for the law was given through Moses, Mm -hmm. grace and truth were realized or given through Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. And you can see in the way that Jesus treated people, particularly sinners, Mm -hmm. it was all grace. Amen. It was all grace. Amen. Woman caught in adultery, all grace. The Samaritan woman, all grace. And on and on. He not only revealed the gospel of the kingdom, but he revealed the gospel of grace. Amen. And he embodied it. But listen to this passage from Paul. This is 1 Timothy 6, 3-4. Again, if someone still has reservations, this should clear the deck and resolve the problem. Okay. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ Mm. and the teaching that accords with godliness he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing checkmate checkmate amen if anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with With. the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ bam the sound words of Jesus Christ are recorded in the gospel amen And it's the kingdom of God. And Jesus was the word that became flesh, full of grace and truth. Grace and truth. Yeah, so folks, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of grace, the gospel of Paul, the gospel of Jesus are the same gospel. Amen. Amen. They're the same. I believe that the Lord gives us the grace to be able to see that and also to submit to the kingdom of God, his lordship. Because... In ourselves, we can do nothing, but yeah, he gives absolutely. us the grace absolutely. To, you know, to come under the kingdom of God, to submit to the kingdom of God, to come out of the world system. Yeah, amen. 
They're connected. Absolutely. Grace and the kingdom go hand in hand. Amen. And I tried my best to articulate that in Insurgents. Because without grace, you have legalism. Yes. If you have grace without the message of the kingdom, you have libertinism. Yes. And so grace is turned into disgrace. Mm. Never heard that. I like that. Grace is turned into disgrace. Yeah. Wow. Like Jude says, they've turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, which basically is what this idea that Jesus taught something different to a different audience from what Paul taught, it, that's where it leads. Yes, yes. It leads to a misuse and a misunderstanding and a misappropriation of grace. Yes. And, you know, quick story of where I've seen that played out. I've been a chaplain at a rescue mission in Philadelphia. So the gospel that people hear in churches is what they then take out when they go out to minister. And I've seen that, that misuse of grace from people who have been taught the gospel of libertinism, and they look at grace as meaning, well, if I sin and mess up, and I keep uh, habitually sinning, it's fine, it's okay, because you know you have grace, and don't worry about it. <laughs> Once you've confessed with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you're saved, you know, kind of like a fire insurance, it doesn't matter how you live any time after that. And so I've seen the great damage that can be done, especially to people who are recovering from drugs and alcohol, mm. because they feel like, well, okay, so I can just still get high, I can drink, you know, I, I can let this stuff tear my life apart. I still got grace, so you should just be able to just accept it. This is just who I am. Yeah. And God knew me before the foundation of the world, and I'm fine. And it's not true. I believe that the gospel of the kingdom of God is what truly liberates us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there's that passage in Titus where he says that the grace of God teaches us mm. yeah. to live godly. See, grace is not yes. just about forgiveness. Yes. It, it is about forgiveness. Yes. Thank the Lord he does forgive us. Amen. Thank the Lord he is compassionate and full of mercy. Thank the Lord we have his grace to cover yes. our flaws, mistakes, yes. sins, you. transgressions, shortcomings, etc. Thank the Lord he's accepted us in his beloved son. Yes. But grace is also the power of God to do what we cannot do in ourselves. Amen. To accomplish what we are humanly incapable of accomplishing. Grace is, in fact, embodied in the Lord Jesus Christ. He, is, he is the grace. embodiment of grace and truth. Yes. And grace and truth go together. You can't yes. separate them. And this is the problem today, that either people fall on the right side of the seesaw, and it's all about truth. And that leads to self-righteousness. Yeah, yes, yes. And judgmentalism. Yes. When yes. you have truth without grace. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But then on the other hand, when you have grace without truth, then you have this abuse of grace, yeah. meaning God forgives me. It doesn't matter what I do. Yes. And so now the person lives in the world, as the world, like the world. Yes. There's no distinction. Because it's grace without truth. But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And he is both grace and he is truth. Yeah. Full of grace and truth. And that's interesting. I like that how you use the seesaw. Because it's like one side or the other. So then it gets back to gospel legalism. I have truth but no grace. Or gospel libertinism. I have grace but no truth. 
And as you just so eloquently just said, you can't separate those two. They have to they have to be together. Look, to separate those two is to divide Jesus. If he's full of grace and truth, it's like we're cutting Jesus in half. Exactly, because he is both grace and truth. Yes. He is full of grace full. and truth. Yes. We beheld his glory, full mm. of grace and truth. Full of grace. I love grace. that. I think that probably will conclude this episode. Sort of short. Yeah. Yeah. But hopefully people can marinate on what we have said here and look at the scriptures we've read to see that, in fact, Jesus and Paul were not at odds with each other. Amen. Amen. And the gospel they brought, the gospel they proclaimed, was the same gospel. It was the same gospel. It's the same gospel that Peter preached, the same gospel that Philip preached, yes. the same gospel that the Apostle John preached. You make that abundantly clear in the book Insurgents. And my suggestion would be to go back, as Frankie V just said, and read those verses and reflect on them and meditate on them. At that, I would say that the objective was to dismantle that false idea. And I believe that it has been completely and absolutely dismantled by the scriptures. Teaching them to observe Everything, yes, everything I have commanded you. And everything. that's what he told his what he told. disciples. Yeah, the one who's full of grace and truth. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for listening, folks. We have a lot more to cover in future episodes. Lots of questions have come in. Great questions, yes. Denzel. Amen. I think that you'll uh, appreciate answering. And so until next time, be good. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Insurgents Podcast and give it a five-star review on iTunes. This will help others find it. Also, you can join Frank's unfiltered email list at frankviola.org and receive encouragement, challenges, and insights connected to the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, the Insurgents has begun. Don't miss it.